the time. About 62 AD. The place? A prison house somewhere in Rome. The prisoner, no longer known as Saul of Tarsus, persecutor of Christians. He is now called Paul, the apostle chosen by God to be the first missionary for Jesus Christ. Paul's crime, spreading the good news that the saving grace of the Lord Jesus Christ is for all people, Jew and Gentile alike. Jesus Christ for all of you because your faith in our Lord Jesus is being reported all over the world. Oh God, whom I serve with all my whole heart in preaching the gospel of his Son is my witness how constantly I remember you in my prayers at all times. And I have been praying. I have been praying that it would at last be God's will to open a way for me to come to you. Oh, my dear brothers and sisters, you have heard that we've been writing letters of encouragement and instruction to our dear brothers and sisters in Christ. Oh, I pray, I pray that many copies of these letters will be made so that you will have them in your own hands and you will be able to use them as you advance the gospel. I've just now finished writing this letter. This letter to my dear Colossian friends. Let me share this letter with you. This letter is from me, Paul, chosen by God to be an apostle of Christ Jesus. And it is from our dear brother Timothy. It is written to God's holy people in the city of Colossae. And to all of you, brothers and sisters, in Christ Jesus, wherever you may be. May God our Father give you grace and peace. We always pray for you. And we thank God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, because we have heard how much you trust in Christ Jesus and how much you love all God's people. And you do this because you are looking forward to the joys of heaven <laughs> and have been ever since you first heard the truth of the good news. Yes. Epaphras, our much-loved co-worker, is the one who brought you the good news. <laughs> he is Christ's faithful servant. And he is helping us in your place. He is the one who told us about the great love for others the Holy Spirit has given you. 
So we have continued praying for you ever since we first heard about you. We ask God to give you a complete understanding about what he wants to do in your lives. And we ask him to make you wise with spiritual wisdom. Then the way you live will always honor and please the Lord and you will continually do good, kind things for others. All the while you will learn to know God better and better. We also pray that you will be strengthened with his glorious power so that you will have all the patience and endurance you need. Oh, may you be filled with joy. Always thanking the Father who has enabled you to share the inheritance that belongs to all God's holy people who live in the light. For he has rescued us from the evil one who rules in the kingdom of darkness. He has brought us into the kingdom of his dear son, Jesus the Christ. God has purchased our freedom with his blood and forgiven all our sins. Oh, and I pray it in our precious Lord Jesus' name. Amen. Christ, Christ is the visible image of the unseen God. He existed before God made anything at all. And he is supreme over all creation. Christ is the one through whom God created everything. In heaven and earth. He made the things we can see and the things we cannot see. Kings, kingdoms, rulers, authorities. Everything has been created through him and for him. He existed before everything else began. And he holds all creation together. Christ. Christ is the head of the church, which is his body. He is the first of all who will rise from the dead. So he is first in everything. God in all his fullness was pleased to live in Christ. And by him, God reconciled everything to himself. He made peace with everything in heaven and earth by means of his blood on the cross. And this includes you who were once so far away from God. Oh, you were his enemies separated from him by your evil thoughts and actions. <laughs> Yet now, God has brought you back as his friends. <laughs> and he has done this through his blood on the cross in his own human body. But you must continue to believe this truth and stand in it firmly. Do not drift away from the assurance you received when you heard the good news. Oh, the good news. Oh, the good news has been preached all over the world. And I, Paul, have been appointed by God to proclaim it. <laughs> ah. 
I am, I am glad when I suffer for you in my body, for I am completing what remains of Christ's sufferings for his body, the church. God has given me the responsibility of serving his church by proclaiming his message in all its fullness to you Gentiles. Now this message was kept a hidden mystery for centuries and generations past. But now it has been revealed to God's own holy people. It has pleased God to tell his people that the riches and glory of Christ are for you Gentiles too. For this is his message, that Christ lives in you. And this is your assurance that you will share in his glory. I, I want you to know how much I have agonized for you and for the church in Laodicea, and for many other friends who have never known me personally. My goal is that you will be encouraged and knit together by strong ties of love. I want you to have full confidence because you have a complete knowledge of what he wants to do in your lives, about his message for you, which is Christ himself. In him lie hidden all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. Well, I am telling you this so that no one will be able to deceive you with persuasive arguments. Though I am far away from you, my, my heart is with you. and I am glad because you are living as you should and because of your strong faith in Christ. And now, just as you have trusted Christ to save you, trust him too for each day's problems. Live in vital union with him. Let your roots grow down into him and draw up nourishment from him. See that you go on growing in the Lord and become strong and vigorous in the truth you were taught. Let your lives overflow with thanksgiving for all he has done. I do not let anyone lead you astray with empty philosophy and high-sounding nonsense that come from human thinking and, and from the evil powers of this world and not from Christ. For in Christ the fullness of God lives in a human body. And you are complete through your union with Christ. He is the Lord over every ruler and authority in the universe. <laughs> oh, well, when you came to Christ, you were circumcised, but not by physical procedure. It was a spiritual procedure, the cutting away of your sinful nature. You were buried with Christ when you were baptized and with him you were raised to new life 
because you trusted the mighty power of God who raised Christ from the dead. <laughs> oh, you were dead because of your sins and because your sinful nature had not yet been cut away. But then God made you alive with Christ. He forgave all our sins. <laughs> he canceled the record that contained all the charges against us. He took it and destroyed it by nailing it to the cross of Christ. In this way, he disarmed the evil rulers and authorities. Oh, he shamed them publicly by his victory over them on the cross of Christ. So do not let anyone condemn you for what you eat or drink or for not celebrating certain holy days or new moon ceremonies or Sabbaths. These rules were only shadows of the real thing, Christ himself. And do not let anyone say, oh, you must worship angels. These people claim to be so humble, but their sinful minds have made them proud. But they are not connected to Christ, the head of the body. For we are joined together in his body by his strong sinews and we grow only as we get our nourishment and strength from God. <laughs> you have died with Christ and he has set you free from the evil powers of this world. So why do you keep on following rules of the world? Such as do not handle or do not eat, do not touch. Such rules are mere human teachings about things that are gone as soon as you use them. Now these rules may seem wise because they do require strong devotion, humility, and severe bodily discipline. But they have no effect when it comes to conquering a person's evil thoughts and desires. Since you have been raised to new life with Christ, set your sights on the realities of heaven where Christ sits at God's right hand in the place of honor and power. Let heaven fill your thoughts. Do not think only about things down here on earth. For you died when Christ died, and you, your real life is hidden with Christ in God. And when Christ, who is your real life, is revealed to the whole world, you will share in all his glory. So, Put to death the sinful earthly things lurking within you. Have nothing to do with sexual sin, immorality, impurity, shameful perversions. And do not be greedy for things of this life. For that is idolatry and God's anger will come upon those who do such things. 
Oh, you used to do them when your life was still part of this world. But now, now is the time to get rid of anger and rage and malicious behavior, slander, filthy language. And do not lie to each other. For you, you have stripped off your old evil nature. <laughs> and in its place you have clothed yourselves with a brand new nature which is continually being renewed as you learn more and more about Christ who created this new nature within you. In this new life <laughs> there's neither Jew nor Gentile circumcised or uncircumcised barbaric, uncivilized slave or free Christ is all that matters and he lives in all of us since God chose you to be the holy people whom he loves you must clothe yourselves with tender hearted mercy kindness humility gentleness and patience you must make allowance for each other's faults and forgive the person who offends you remember the Lord forgave you so you must forgive others and the most important piece of clothing you must wear is love. Love is what binds us all together in perfect harmony. And let the peace that comes from Christ rule in your hearts. For as members of one body, we are all called to live in peace. <laughs> Let the words of Christ in all their richness live in your hearts and make you wise. Oh, use his words to teach and counsel each other. Sing, <laughs> sing psalms, sing hymns, sing spiritual songs to God with thankful hearts. And whatever you do, let it be as a representative of our Lord Jesus, all the while giving thanks through him to God the Father. Now, ah, <laughs> uh, yeah, wives, Wives, be submissive to your husbands, as is fitting for those who belong to the Lord. And husbands, you must love your wives and never, never treat them harshly. Children, you must always obey your parents. 
for this is what pleases the Lord. And parents, you fathers and mothers, do not aggravate or embitter your children. If you do, they will become discouraged and quit trying. Those of you who work for earthly masters, you must obey your earthly masters in everything you do. Try to please them all the time, not just while they are watching you. Obey them willingly because of your reverent fear of the Lord. Work hard and cheerfully as though you were working for the Lord rather than for people. Remember, the Lord will give you an inheritance as your reward. And the master you are serving is Christ. <laughs> but if you do what is wrong, you will be paid back for the wrong you have done. For God has no favorites who can get away with evil. Now, you earthly masters, you must be just and fair with your workers. Remember, you also have a master in heaven. Devote yourselves to prayer with an alert mind and a thankful heart. And do not forget to pray for us too, that God will give us many opportunities to preach his message, which is that Christ is also for you Gentiles. Well, that is why I am here in chains. Pray that I will proclaim his message as clearly as I should. Live wisely among those who are not Christians and make the most of every opportunity. Now let your conversations be gracious and effective, seasoned with salt, so that you will have the right answer for everyone. Tychicus, a much-loved brother, will tell you how I'm getting along. <laughs> he is a faithful helper who serves the Lord with me. I have sent him on this special trip to let you know how we are doing and to encourage you. I'm also sending Onesimus, a faithful and much-loved brother, one of your own people. He and Tychicus will give you all the latest news. Aristarchus, who is in prison with me, sends you his greetings. And so does Mark, Barnabas's cousin. As you were instructed before, make Mark welcome if he comes your way. And Justice also sends his greetings. Well, these are the only Jewish Christians among my co-workers. <laughs> and they are working with me here for the kingdom of God. And oh, what a comfort they have been. 
Epaphras, from your city, the servant of Christ Jesus, sends his greetings. He always prays earnestly for you, asking God to make you strong and perfect, fully confident of the whole will of God. I can assure you that he has agonized for you and for the church and Christians at Laodicea and Heropolis. And dear Dr. Luke sends his greetings, and so does Demas. Please give my greetings to the church at Laodicea and to Nympha and those who meet in her house. Now, after you have read this letter, you should pass it on to the church in Laodicea so they can read it too, and, and you should read the letter that I wrote to them. Tell Archippus, be sure to carry out the work the Lord gave you. Here's my greeting in my own handwriting. Paul. Remember my chains. May the grace of God be with you. My dear brothers and sisters, you understand that when the copies of these letters come to you, you're not to put them on a shelf and forget about them. Use these letters to teach and counsel each other. Go and tell everyone that Jesus saves. Grace to all who love our Lord Jesus Christ with an undying love. Amen.